Hey everybody, it's the only two guys who have been banned from Olive Garden for exceeding the limits of all-you-can-eat breadsticks, Austin and Julian. This is Just the Tips with Austin and Julian, the show where we take tips, tricks, life hacks, and advice from the internet. We filter it through our degenerate brains and regurgitate it into your ears. What up, Austin? Hey, Julian, what's up? Oh, nothing. Just am excited to be recording episode 52 of this wonderful podcast after having a awesome weekend of lots of bike riding and running and basketball and some hiking and all kinds of stuff on my feet. What'd you do all the time? <laughs> you fucking asshole. I was like, is he doing this on purpose? I, for a second there, I thought you were totally oblivious, but you you are an asshole. Well, Julian, I was playing uh, a sport that's a lot more aggressive than people realize, and it's called pickleball. It's kind of like a mix between tennis and ping pong. And I ruptured my Achilles tendon fully, fully detached. I'm fucked. Yeah, we were just playing, and... The worst part is I was having the time of my life. I had been wanting to play pickleball with Adion for, we've been talking about it for months, but my schedule just never worked out. Finally went out there and Adion was there, Jordan, Hosha, David Wallach. We had a, a great game going on. It was amazing. And I, right before that had happened, I even said, I was like, man, this is going to change my life. I finally found something athletic that I enjoy doing, you know, for the first time in a long time. Going to get back in shape. Things are going to be all right. And then like five minutes later, I heard a loud pop and I looked back because I thought somebody, it looked, felt like somebody threw a rock at the back of my leg and there was a fence right behind me and then I collapsed and then, yeah, I, after that I went to the hospital, got an MRI and, uh, have a torn Achilles just like Kobe Bryant. Damn man. And Kevin Grant. You ended your pickleball career on the first day. Clay Thompson. That's rough. Yeah, is is a bummer, man. And then Jordan came over the next day and borrowed my pickleball racket, <laughs> pickleball paddle that is for hilarious. Sophie. It's like you won't be needing that. He's like, how <laughs> awkward was that conversation? So, uh, how's your ankle? Pretty fucked, huh? Hey, uh, you gonna be using that pickleball racket? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any plans for that paddle in the next six months? Cool. Let me borrow it. Uh, that's hilarious. No, nah, it was fine. I I feel like I've been pretty good uh, spirits about this whole thing, surprisingly. Usually I have to convince myself to be positive about stuff, but it fucking sucks. Don't get me wrong. But I guess I'm just looking forward to being able to sleep a lot, hopefully, for the next six months. And yeah, also, I guess I just don't really have a choice. So I'm going to make the best of it, Jules. Is that what the recovery time is, is six months? I mean, I guess it depends on what you mean by recovery, but I get surgery next week and then I think I'll be on crutches for a while and then hopefully after like a month get a walking cast and then I think it'll probably be six months at least before I could go back to my job and do, you know, play sports, if not longer. But honestly, my only basis that I have is athletes. When an athlete gets tears their Achilles like that and gets surgery, they're usually gone an entire year. And being that I'm about, you know, in equal shape to a professional athlete and 
about the same age as an athlete in their prime. Figure it should be about the same. And you probably don't have nearly the staff that they have in equipment to to get them back to fighting shape. So, arguably, yes. Take that into account because they're probably going into all kinds of crazy contraptions and physical therapy and stuff that you're not going to have access to. Oh, for sure, man. Those guys have insane amount of resources. Plus, they're not out of shape and 38 years old. Do you have to get a cadaver tendon into your heel? Is that how it works? I don't know what the deal is, but I think... So it happened on Friday night of Memorial... Or what is it? Labor Day weekend. So I went to the hospital and I went to Tucson ER instead of like TMC and Banner and all that shit because it's a private hospital, and which was great because I didn't have to wait. I was in and out in like two hours, got the MRI and everything. But the problem is I never really thought about it. I just thought with this sort of thing, because you always hear basketball players, they're like, he tore his Achilles, he's going to get surgery in the morning. So I was just like, okay, yeah, they'll set up surgery for me in the morning. But turns out that's not how it works. I left the hospital. And the worst part is the hospital is great. And uh, everyone should go there if they if they have private insurance. But when I was leaving, he was like, hey, sorry, man, we actually don't have any crutches for you because they're on back order and there's a shortage. And so we're not allowed to order any. And so you're going to have to try to go to Walgreens and see if they have crutches. So the guy took me to my car with the wheelchair, dropped me off. Then I had to drive over to Walgreens with my left foot, which is a little challenging, but not so bad. And I got there and I was hoping to like get a cart and kind of push it and hop along. And there was no carts anywhere. And this was like 11 PM. And this is the Walgreens on Grant and Swan. So there's a lot of characters there. And so I just hop in like a fucking weirdo. And there's like 10 people in line, of course. And they're all just staring at me. And the cashier is like some skater dude. I was like, hey, man, do you have any crutches anywhere in here? He's like, I don't know. If we did, it'd probably be aisle 30. And I was kind of hoping that he'd call over the intercom just because I looked so fucking pathetic. But he didn't. So I was like, ah, fuck it. So I started hopping over there. And some young dude who was like cleaning the floor, he had one of those like pushing waxing machines. He was like, hey, bro, I'll go grab him for you. And he ran and grabbed him for me. So I bought him, hopped through line. And then I was like trying to put him together at the counter. And then I just, I was like, fuck this. And I just sat on the ground at Walgreens on Grant and Swan. And it, it just felt so pathetic. And the worst part is that, well, not the worst part, but I forgot to put deodorant on before I played. So I had the worst BO. I kept apologizing to the guys while we were playing. Yeah, it was just one of those one of those days, Julian. Sounds like pickleball is your Achilles heel. Yeah, I guess it is. You been you been saving that one? Yeah, I've been thinking of it. The Did you think thought of that one yesterday? <laughs> no, I've been thinking of that the entire time you've been talking. <laughs> I could see your lips quivering. You were just waiting to drop a zinger on me. <laughs> I had to throw that one out there. But yeah, I've made a point to not google it and not go to webmd not do any of that shit i have a hard rule against that so i'm just like i'm gonna wait till i go to the doctor in the morning see what he says and then plan my surgery and then take it from there well that's a shitty turn of events austin sorry it happened to you but i know i wish it happened to someone else you know it did happen to someone else i was playing I wasn't actually playing basketball. I was watching people play basketball the following day and literally the exact same thing happened to a guy who was playing. And I, I went up to him and I said, 
oh man, that happened to my friend yesterday. He said it felt like someone threw a rock at the back of his heel and he heard a loud pop. He goes, yeah, that's exactly what happened. And I'm like, uh oh, that's not good. So yeah, it did happen to someone else, Austin. You're not the well, only I one. Well, I mean, instead of, I mean, instead of me, it doesn't does me no good if if we both did it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure it happened to other people too around the world. You think so? Pretty, uh, pretty common injury. I will say I appreciate all of our friends and everybody who's been reaching out, been getting a lot of nice text messages and people giving me their well wishes and uh, offering to come help out. And Kaiser, Brad Kaiser, texted me today and offered to cook me something or bring me groceries or come over and fix anything broken around the house that I needed. <laughs> and I was really tempting to ask him to, to fix my toilet that's been broken for like three months. But I was like, no, thanks, man. I got groceries getting delivered. But th- and that's what's awesome about Kaiser is you know that he would seriously do that at the drop of a hat. He'd bring you over some ribeyes and cook them in your skillet and then fix your toilet. And God, what a sweet man. So Kaiser, I love you. He's probably disappointed that you didn't take him up on that. <laughs> I don't know. He's He's got kids and he's a busy man. I know, but I bet that would give him like a he'd feel good about it. You should take him up on that. At least the cooking part, you don't have to have him fix your toilet, but I guarantee he would love to cook some steaks with you and have some beers. That actually would be fun. And and it would give him, you know, excuse to get out of the house for a little bit. That's true. I guess I'm just trying to save my favors for after my surgery because I don't know if I'll be able to hop around as much at that point. And I'm bad at asking for favors too, so. You are. All right, one last thing and then we'll move on. I have a shitty Harbor Freight wheelchair, which is a shitty wheelchair is better than no wheelchair. And then I have those crutches that I got from Walgreens. And I got something off Amazon yesterday called the iWalk 3.0. And it's basically like a peg leg where you bend your bad leg and you like strap it into this peg leg with rubber on the bottom. And you can walk around. And it's, it's been amazing. It's super uncomfortable and it hurts my knee like a motherfucker. But dude, I can, I can get around and do whatever I need to do in that, so... So I think we're going to be all right here, Julian. I know. I know you'll be all right. You'll pull through. You're a tough boy. Just if you could pray for me, I would appreciate it. Yeah. We've both been pretty injury prone lately and both been hitting up orthopedics. So fuck, man. I guess we're just getting to that age. Yeah. All right. Well, they don't want to hear about our geriatric problems. So why don't we get into these tips? And I think it's my turn to go first if my memory serves me well, but I am getting old, so it might not. Well, I've been blabbing for a while, so either way, just go for it. All right. This fine tip comes from DS Unlimited. I don't know how to say Unlimited, I think they're trying to do. DS Unlimited. Doesn't matter. DS underscore Unlimited. Whatever it is, they don't have enough vowels in their name. And so this one is something that I actually learned as a child growing up in the old woods of the East Coast. You'd hear a lot of gunshots during deer hunting season, and you're always supposed to wear something bright. So this one is, even if you're not a hunter, wear blaze orange when going out into the woods for hiking or camping so the hunters can see you. Hunting season starts in many places, and if a hunter sees blaze orange or pink vest, they know it's not safe to take a shot. You can get these at any outdoor sporting goods store, or probably Amazon too, I would imagine has them. Um, But yeah, I was always raised to know 
that you need to wear bright colors in the woods so you don't get shot because every single year someone would accidentally get shot from a hunter thinking they were deer or whatever they were hunting. Yeah, that's probably a good safety tip. I mean, God, I feel like such a fucking dork going hiking in an orange vest. I guess it depends on where you're going hiking too because if I go to Sabino Canyon, I don't need to wear that. Like if you're going into a designated hiking trail, you're probably good. But if you're out in the woods somewhere where, you know, people might be hunting, then that's probably not a bad idea. I mean, Arizona doesn't really have a lot of hunting around Tucson, at least where we grew up. But like in Connecticut, where I grew up, uh, you'd hear gunshots going off pretty regularly during hunting season. So there are definitely hunters in the woods. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just know the area and yeah in northern arizona there's a lot of hunting and and whatnot so i can i this is something that i really think you will do julian uh i'm probably not going to be hiking in in those areas anytime soon but if i do i'll definitely put on a bright orange vest and hat i'm going to get the full bright orange get up pants and everything and shoes and i'm just gonna look like a bottle of gatorade yeah, that's a juicy bottle of Gatorade, if I've ever seen one. I mean, I already have Hoka hiking shoes that look like those fucking Skecher shape-ups. So I might as well just go full nerd and, and just wear the orange vest because I already look ridiculous in those with my bucket hat and my <laughs> I know, I've seen those water things. Backpack. They are ridiculous. They are so comfy, though, man. Why can't they make good-looking hiking gear? All hiking gear is ugly as sin. Yeah, it's just all very utilitarian, I guess, which makes sense. But maybe that's a good idea for a company to make a hiking gear that actually looks good and not is just not ridiculous looking. Yeah, because I feel like they could make it look better than they do. But instead, they just like throw all fashion to the trash and they just try and make the most functional things they can, which is great. But I feel like you can have function and form in one because there's plenty of comfortable other types of shoes that still look good but for some reason hiking gear just has to be ugly yeah it's so weird yeah like it's like they purposely they're like what's the ugliest color combination i can put on these or you know it's that shit's ugly man i paid like 90 dollars for a fucking hiking hat because i have such a big head i had to get like a specialty hat and i wanted like one of those that covers the whole thing it's like not a bucket hat it's almost like a soft cowboy hat and it's so comfy, but it looks so fucking bad that I stopped wearing it because I just, I felt like such a fucking clown. Even though I had my hokas on and I already looked stupid, it was it was too much. Well, I also feel like there is something in people's brains at a certain age that start making them think hiking gear looks cool. Because I, especially in Tucson and like Utah and places like that, You'll see so many people just wearing like hiking clothes as like their normal everyday wear. They'll be wearing cargo shorts, bucket hats, uh, Hoka shoes or whatever brand they got, Merrell's. Um, and they'll just be like going around and they got the, the, the glasses with the, with the strap on them that they can hang around their neck. And I think there's just a period of, in people's lives where, where that stuff starts looking cool to them. And I understand it because... I never really liked Subarus till I got into my late 30s. And now I eyeball Subarus, and I'm like, oh, that thing's pretty sweet. And I never liked Subarus, ever. I thought they were ugly as sin, but I guess because I go skiing a lot now, and 
I appreciate an all-wheel drive car. Uh, it's it's flipped the switch in my head to think Subarus are good-looking cars now. Well, let me tell you, they are not, but they are good cars. But I don't think it's that people get older and they think that stuff's cool. I think they just don't give a shit. They're just like, who am I trying to impress? I want to be comfortable. Fuck it. That's true. I guess. I, I, I fall victim to this. My fashion has really gone downhill since I've gotten older. Yeah, you used to be so fucking hip back in the day. I don't think I was. Julian, I feel like you're better dressed than you ever have been. I mean, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but... Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I did go to North... I went to Nordstrom's Rack last week, and I spent $400, and I, w- I will say everything I got, I'm pretty happy with when I put it on. Yeah, you dripping? Is that what they say? Yeah, I'm dripping. Dude. There were people that were tilting their glasses down looking at me when I was walking by the other day. Like, God damn, who is this handsome man? Yeah. What kind of gear? What kind of gear are we talking? Did you get like silk shirts and stuff? I got some button downs. Oh man, I love button downs. I got some shorts. I got uh, some sweet new bathing suits. How long are the shorts? They go right above my knee. That's good. That's good. That's about good length for our age. Yeah. I got six pairs of lucky jeans. Six pairs? They were on sale. They were on sale for 30 bucks a piece. So you mostly got lucky jeans. Oh, I guess that was half of it. God damn, six pairs. Can we do a little fashion show after the pod? Sure. They say lucky you when you unzip the fly. Yeah, I remember that from when lucky jeans were cool 25 years ago. Are they not cool? I don't know. Who fucking knows? I don't think it matters anymore. I mean, I don't... For me, the only thing with jeans, it's all about how they fit and what the back pocket design is. As long as they fit fine and they don't have some bullshit on the back pocket or like some weird stitching, then they're then I don't care about the brand. But it, uh, jeans can be ruined if they have like some bullshit stitching on the back, especially if it's like the design that cowgirls wear. I, that I hate that shit. Damn it, my groceries just came. I got I got my groceries delivered. You can keep talking. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, so I got this one pair of jeans that I tried on, and they had this, like, I guess the crotch wasn't long enough. I don't know what, what the deal is the crotch was. But when I put them on to my hip level, they would, they would go all the way up my crotch, and they would bunch my junk together on one side. So it gave me this, like, awkward bulge that would stick out, and I didn't like those. And I tried on several other brands, and they all didn't fit right or they didn't look right. But the Luckies, they were nailing it. So I found my size, and they had multiple colors. So I just got two of every color that I liked, and now I got six of them. So little tip, if you want some Lucky jeans, Nordstrom's Rack has them for 30 bucks right now, which is a good price for jeans, I think. I don't know. I, and you know what? It took so much out of me to go shopping. I fucking hate shopping. It's the worst. But I was really bored the other day, and no one was doing anything. And so I was, like, wasting the day away. And I'm like, I need to do something. I need to get something done. And I've been meaning to do that for a very long time. So I finally did it, and I'm really happy I did. Um, I don't know what else to say. I've run out of topics to talk about. You're probably gonna Bad news Bad news Julian That was not my groceries That was just a small box Of something So what were you talking about? Alright Nothing You'll probably have to edit that out I was gonna say that uh, This past weekend I forgot to mention That I got my wife An electric bike 
and I've never tried an electric bike before, but holy fuck, man, I am converted. I want one so bad now. They're amazing. Like, they make you feel like Superman. You just put in minimal effort, and the thing just takes off 28 miles an hour, flying. And you can go up the hills like they're nothing. And they just make the whole experience of riding bikes that much better. Yeah, those things seem pretty pretty sweet. Yeah, they are. I've never ridden one myself, but I hate going up hills, so that would be nice to to have that option. What's the battery situation? They just you just plug in the battery to the wall, or is it like removable or what? Yeah, it's you plug it in. You can the one I I mean they're all different, but the one I got heard you can take the battery off and charge it unattached to the bike, or you can charge it on the bike. Uh, it works both ways, so it's pretty sweet though and uh really fun to ride but i will say i raced someone on the bike and i was just on a regular bike and i i copped up with them the entire time they couldn't lose me dude you're such a fucking badass julian i know man these legs are made of they're like tree trunks they are you got three three tree trunks below your waist and it's a beautiful thing yeah, my my center of gravity is really low, so I'm able to take turns at very high speeds. I was looking at electric wheelchairs, and they're really fucking expensive, even on Craigslist. Even regular wheelchairs, they're so expensive. Like, those athletic ones, sorry, I'm going to keep talking about <laughs> wheelchairs and injuries and whatnot. Like, the, the ones that you see people, like, hauling ass in, dude, those things are, like, two or three grand for, not even for the electric ones. It's not surprising. I mean, it's a low-volume product. That's right. highly engineered, so they're they they have to make their money to make it worthwhile to build, and so since you know most people don't need a wheelchair, they got to make their money through high cost, low volume methods. True, true. It's business one hundred and one, Austin. Julian, you're such a businessman. You have so much to teach me. I do. All right, get on to your tip. Okay, this is a tip brought to us by Boom Boon Pow. And this was sent to us by a friend of the show from the Middle East, Celine Marybell. Selena Marybell. We have listeners in the Middle East, listeners in Brazil, several listeners in America. So we love you all. Thanks, Selena. This is a tip that I've been trying to implement lately, and it's a life pro tip, and it is hunger is your body's way of measuring how soon you should eat, not how much you should eat. A lot of people get this wrong. If you're super hungry, it just means you need to eat now, not eat a lot. And I always get that wrong because my brain tricks me. Like if I'm really hungry and a meal's coming up, let's give an example. I'm going to get a burrito, usually like a burrito from Nico's or one of those Mexican places, like big ass burrito should be enough to fill you up. But I'm so hungry. My brain's like, dude, come on, get a quesadilla too. Come on, get three rolled tacos, man. (laughs) Come on. You're going to need it. You're not going to, that's not going to be enough. And then I eat, you know, I'm like halfway through the burrito. I'm like, God damn, I'm full, but I got to finish all this because tomorrow I'm starting a diet. So I need to finish all this. Whereas if you just eat a little bit, drink some water, give it some time, usually your body will, you know, kind of readjust. I've been told, I don't know, I've never been able to actually implement this, but I've been trying the last couple of days and I, I think there is something to it. It's true, man. I will be starving, you know, especially when I get home from work and I'm cooking dinner and I'm like already hungry when I start dinner and dinner's not going to be ready for another hour. And so I have the urge to snack. And so what I like to do is I have some like fruit or celery or something that's 
tasty but not filling and and not bad for you um that i can just have a you know one one plum or a few pieces of celery whatever it may be and that'll actually fill you up after a few minutes and then you know it's not going to last very long but by the time dinner comes around your appetite comes back and then you eat a reasonable little size meal and then you move on with your evening. Yeah, and you can kind of just take the edge off so you don't go into the meal fucking starving. And uh, you know what's really good for that that I was doing for a while is pickles. I think because maybe because of the high sodium content or something, but I'd be starving. I'd eat a couple pickles, and I'd be like, damn, I'm not even that hungry anymore. And it would, I mean, I'm still hungry, but much easier for me to manage, you know, how much I eat for dinner. Yeah. I've been saying, I've been having this plan for what I'm going to do, like, when I'm trying to lose weight and it's usually before dinner, eat something small and healthy. Like you said, celery or pickle or, you know, a hard boiled egg or two, something like that, just to kind of take the edge off. So you can eat like a normal amount of food and and be all right and still lose weight, you know, for us be at our calorie deficit. You know what I want to find is a good brand of pickles. Like I always just get the one with the, with the stork on it. Vlasic, I think, or Clausen, Clausen or Vlasic. I don't know. I don't know, but you know which ones are the best ones that I have in my memory are the ones from that Jewish deli we used to go to up in Phoenix. Remember they'd give them chompies. Yeah, they'd give them out as like the appetizer before your meal came. They just had they were so crunchy and flavorful and they were really good. Like they a lot of those uh, mass produced pickles are pretty soggy compared to those, but I like a nice snap in my pickle. Oh yeah, and it's hard to find a store bought pickle that has that snap in it so i'd I'd love to find a high quality store-bought pickle so if anyone has a recommendation please send them to us and we will try them on air and let you know what we think yeah that would be greatly appreciated i totally agree i love a good pickle but they're so hard to find those ones are are fine with the stork but it's just it it's not I don't know. They're not that great. Did you ever eat those ones at the Flying V that we would get in the big five, uh, the big like white bucket? Yeah, those were good. It's like a five gallon bucket. It was a, it was a brand called Block and Barrel, and I can't find them anywhere because I think it just is like a food service company thing. Those things are so fucking good. Were you around in my pickle inspector days when I was bartending? <laughs> no, I mean I'm sure I was. I wasn't aware of it. I don't know. When I was bartending, the back servers would take them out of the big white bucket and put them into like a smaller thing. And I'd, I'd come back there and I'd go pickle inspector. Let's see him boys. And they'd give me pickle. And then I would just see how many pickles I could eat before the shift started. <laughs> and dude, those things were so fucking good, man. I've been, I've searched for them multiple times and, and can't find them. The closest thing I've found in stores, as far as good pickles is ACE hardware. And I don't know if it's just ACE in Tucson, but I've been to multiple ACEs in Tucson. They have, some company that sells them pickles and they're like gourmet shit and they have like a bunch of shit floating in them like garlic and whatnot, but they're damn good. It's like $8 for a jar, but you, uh, you'll see, you'll get what you pay for, man. Ace Hardware has some good stuff, man. They have a lot of really good barbecue spices and barbecue sauces and pretty much anything that goes with barbecue. Ace Hardware has a really good selection. They're also really passionate about the barbecues that they sell, at least at the few around my house. And if you go in there and they're like, yeah, I'm trying to cook this, they'll, the, usually the salesmen get all excited and they're like, oh man, you got to get this, you got to get this and throw a little of this on there. And I've had some pretty 
good experiences with going to Ace Hardware to get some cooking supplies. I haven't gotten cooking supplies, but there is an Ace like a quarter mile from my house. So I go there all the time and I have the same experience. It's it, they really do seem like the higher friendly people. They say Ace is the place of the friendly hardware folk, Julian. I don't know if you've heard that, but it really seems true. And also Ace is super impressive with like, it's so fucking small, but they almost always have what I need. It's like they somehow crammed a fucking Home Depot into a Trader Joe's. I don't know how they do it, but Ace is the shit, man. Yeah, fuck Home Depot and fuck Lowe's. Um, all right. Well, let's move on. All right. Thanks, Selena. Hey. That was a great tip. Do you remember, speaking of Home Depot, do you remember that girl that you went on a date with when we first moved to Hollywood who worked at Home Depot? I didn't go on a date. Will you move your camera? I can't even see you. It's distracting. Oh. Just looking right at your shoulder. There you go. That's better. Let me see that hairy face. No, so this is when I worked at the Apple store. I didn't go on a date with her, but there was a Home Depot right by our house. And when there was like some pretty hot young black chick who's a cashier. And when I left, I noticed that she had written her name and phone number on the receipt. And I was thinking about, I was like, wow, this is awesome. This is, I can't believe that happened. And then I went to work the next day at the Apple store and I was telling some guy about it. And he's like, dude, same thing happened to me, same girl. And he banged her. So I was just like, uh, how many times has that happened? And so I never met up with her. I don't even think I texted her. I just let it, let it go. Uh, It's like, man, this girl is probably a a sex addict or something. And I don't know. That's a good place to, to meet guys. Dude. Great place to meet guys. Good job at Home Depot. You'll get an unlimited supply of men. Yeah. Not a, probably a great place for guys to meet guys. It doesn't seem like the favorite store of, of the gays, but for a girl, it's jackpot. Definitely. All right. Well, there's a tip for you single ladies out there that are looking for a new job. If you want to kill two birds with one stone, check out your local Home mm-hmm. Depot. All right. This life pro tip comes from Kara Cold. And it is, when deciding on a new job, don't underestimate the importance of its distance from your house. Sometimes a bad job can be made worse by a long commute home and vice versa. Uh, yeah, 100%. And, and I don't, some people have fucking insane commutes and I don't know how they do it. Like for me, I have a 30 minute commute. That's perfect in my eyes. I mean, less would be better, but in terms of how far I'm actually willing to go before I start suffering. 30 minutes is about right at my peak level. Um, but there are people that I have known in the Los Angeles area that drive so fucking far for a job because it's a massive sprawling city as anyone who's been here knows. And, you know, I guess at a certain point you got to take a job where your job's offered, and, and people just um, move to get closer to their job sometimes, or they move to an area they can afford and then commute to work. Whatever the reason is, I've we've had some insane commutes that I've heard of. I remember one girl lived in Victorville, which is probably at least two hours from downtown L.A., And she went to school at UCLA, which is in Brentwood, which is probably another hour from downtown LA to Brentwood. So she had a three hour commute each way every day. And that's without traffic. And that she wasn't taking online classes or anything? No, she was going to school every day. Uh, She worked at Lucille's with me. And she had a fucking job too. 
Yeah, so she would go to school, come to Lucille's, work her shift, then drive back to Victorville, and then wake up the next day, drive back to Brentwood, come home, work at Lucille's, and then go the rest of the way home. Every fucking day. That's insane, man. All because her boyfriend owned a house and she got like cheap rent out there. Yeah, but she totally offset that with gas, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, crazy fucking insane i think you're right or at least for me personally the half hour is is kind of my limit and i don't know how people do that much more i mean i think a lot of times people just you know like life happens and your wife or husband moves or you have kids or something like my buddy brian that i work with he has, he drives from phoenix every day to go to work luckily for our job it's 24 hours and it's only like 10 times a month but still just He's got to like wake up, take his daughter to school and then drive all the way from Phoenix every day. Yeah. And it's, it's brutal, man. But I will say now that podcasts are around, it seriously makes driving so much easier. That's true. You can't even finish a Joe Rogan podcast in that amount of time. So I think that that helps a lot, but man, I don't know how people do it. I would lose my mind. And just for a regular job, it's just like you have, if you're working eight to 10 hours a day. And driving, you have no time to do anything else. You just have to go home and and start getting ready for bed, basically. Yeah. Our buddy Jason was a neuroscientist at UCLA at, like, one of the top labs in the country. And he had to commute from Silver Lake to Brentwood every day. And it was, like, so torturous. I don't think it was the only reason he left his job, but it was one of the reasons he left his job was the commute was so fucking brutal from where he lived. He dropped a career in neuroscience and uh, figured out something else to do. Yeah, he figured out that his wife was a ER surgeon and was making a shitload of money, and he could stay home and smoke weed. No, that was because at the time she wasn't making a lot of money. She was still in school. She was doing her residency. Oh, he did it before. Yeah, I think he. I think he did it partially to 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 help raise their kid because she was so busy with school. I miss Jason and Stephanie. They're awesome. They are awesome, and they're doing really well. They actually might be moving back to Tucson. Big news. Nice. Yeah, so you might see them soon. All right. Uh, I think it's your tip, Austin. What you got? All right. I texted this to Julian earlier, and he let me know that we've done this before, so I apologize if, if so. Well, I know we have, but we may have even done it multiple times. But I think it's important, and that's why I'm reiterating. And it's a life pro tip by... Brainbox08. Make it a habit to compliment customer service workers. They're so used to abuse and difficult customers that it will make their day and you'll feel secondhand happiness as a result. And I think a lot of people take that for granted. If someone's really good, they just assume that they know that they're good. But a lot of people don't tell them. So go out of your way to let them know that they're awesome and tell them that you appreciate them. And if it's a service job, like a restaurant server or bartender, don't just tell them that they're good, but fucking tip them well, because that is the worst thing when I was bartending, when somebody would tell me that I was awesome and then leave me a shitty tip, it made it even worse. I was just like, I fucking hate you. I don't care how nice you are. And if they're really special, it helps a lot if you tell their manager how good they are and or leave a review online and mention them specifically by name, because especially at like chains, they monitor that and they they reward servers for getting you know a good review on yelp or or travel trip advisor whatever it is and they will give you a give them you know at least verbal recognition if not some monetary recognition i know when we used to work at uh the flying v 
they would monitor that and anyone who got mentioned it was read out loud in a meeting uh in front of everyone and then you know the the higher ups would would look down on the lower people with <laughs> with pride when they got mentioned <laughs> online wow julian you really derailed there that's very true though and do that or take it one step further <clears throat> while you're there and, and tell their manager like hey that Julian over there is just doing a great job of bagging those groceries. He has so much enthusiasm. And I think it's just cool when you see, no matter what the job is, if you see someone who's just fucking good at their job, it's it's always impressive. Even if it's you're at Quick Trip and you just see somebody running like four registers at once and just scanning it super fast and super efficient or somebody on an assembly line that you see a YouTube video of or, you know, some dude in Mexico making tortillas with, you know, like six at a time and flipping them around. Anytime that somebody is just like super proficient and efficient at their job, I feel like it's always cool to watch. Do you even listen when I speak, Austin? Because I literally said that as part of my Oh, you did? Advice. Yeah, I said tell their manager and or leave them a review. Wait, do you listen to what I'm saying? What the fuck? Yeah, you said way oh, more than that. Oh, you're talking about what I said at first. Gotcha. Yeah. I think you're talking about the the proficient part. No. No, I'm but. sorry. I keep looking at that thing on your lip. Oh, so this I'm, old hairy caterpillar here. What is that? What? Oh no, I thought it was a a cold sore. No, I don't have any cold sores, Austin. Sure looks like one. These lips are clean. <laughs> I know they're they're smooth and luscious and voluptuous. And wet? Why are they so wet? They're not. They're actually dry. I need to lick them. <laughs> Now they're wet. When you can tell Julian's running hot or he's about to start a full body sweat because the first part on his body that sweats is his upper lip. And when that starts, you know, you know, the waterworks are coming. How can you tell I got a fucking hairy ass upper lip? It just gets absorbed. Yeah, I've seen it. Isn't that true? I mean, I sweat everywhere, Austin. I don't know where I sweat first. It's It just comes. I guess I didn't check your underpants, but it, it seems like. When your upper lip starts getting wet, then like 10 minutes later, I see your back and, and so on. Usually it's my, I notice it when I see the front of my shirt, I'll have like some, some moisture wetness on the front of my shirt. And eventually it'll just look like I jumped in a swimming pool. Dude, that's the worst about being a sweaty guy like us is when you're somewhere where you shouldn't be sweaty, just like a normal place where people are dressed normally and your shirt starts getting all fucking wet. Oh yeah. Like at a wedding. Well, you're, you've been on the dance floor. Yeah, but everyone's drunk and you're dancing. So I feel like that's not as bad because it's expected. Then you look back at the pictures, though, and you're the you got like 16 inch sweat marks under your armpits and you're just like soaking sweat and wet. And with you, you got your hand around some poor bridesmaid who's just <laughs> like getting fucking slimed with your salty uh, wetness. Yeah. Well, dude, I can't believe you don't know this. You're a fucking amateur. When you're at a wedding, you got to keep the jacket on. If it's a sweaty wedding and you have a, a jacket on that you took off, keep that on and just and just let it get soaking wet down there and try to keep it a secret. And then what do you do if that bridesmaid wants to go back with you and you're just like soaking wet? Do you take a courtesy shower? I would have to, man. I mean, I don't know. It depends on how drunk you are. I haven't done that in a long time, but... At my little cousin's wedding, I don't know if I told this story. This was fucking 15 years ago, maybe. And uh, my whole family was there, and I was just blacked out drunk. I 
I mean, it was open bar. We were taking shots. It was it was out of control. And I kept hitting on this girl who had a twin sister. And the girl that I was hitting on had a fiance. And the twin sister was single and very thirsty. But I kept going back to the girl. Anyways, eventually they managed to shove me off to the ugly sister. And by the end of the wedding, I was just making out with her on the dance floor. I can't believe I'm telling this story. And just clutching her butt cheeks and I remember I had a moment of clarity where I looked over to the right and I I was my grandma was just sitting in a chair right next to the side of the dance floor where I was where I was dancing and I just had a moment of shame and then I just got right back into it oh Austin's having a great time look at him out there on the dance floor squeezing Julie's butt cheeks I guess they weren't uh identical twins then they were not no not even close. I thought when you first started telling the story that you kept confusing them because they were identical twins and you kept hitting on the wrong one. Yeah. Oh, uh, that would have been entertaining in itself. Yeah, that can be a challenge. Then you just got to look at what kind of clothing they're wearing. But if they're wearing the exact same clothes, oof, that's a tough one. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we got some good advice out of that. And here's some advice for those that can't seem to get those eye drops in your eyes. Um, I know you struggle with this all the time, Austin. I'm always seeing you have wet drips on your Fuck shirt you. after you try I'm to a, put eye drops dude, in. Dude, nobody puts eye drops in better than me. Bullseye. Miss- I'm a bullseye every time. You're not. I swear to God. You liar. All right. Well, Jay Henderson <laughs> underscore 90 has a solution for all you non-bullseye fuckers out there. And that is when putting eye drops into your eyes, you can keep them closed and instead pour the drop into the inside corners. Then when you open them, the eye drop will easily spread out evenly. This works. I read this a couple weeks ago and I started trying it. Game changer. Because I am not like Austin. I do not hit the bullseye every time. It usually takes me two or three tries per eye to get it in there. And this way, I put one drop in the corner with my head back. I open them, and they just disperse evenly, and it feels great. You feel like a real superstar. I have no sympathy for people that can't put eye drops in. It's not that fucking hard. Just open your eye, put it above it, and drop it. Just you. Could, it may be awkward at first, but you can get used to it, man. Shut up, Austin. Be an adult. Step your shit up and figure out how to put an eye drops. Hey, we all haven't had shitty eyesight for as long as you. So some of us are new to this. That's fair. Yeah, I guess I wore contacts since seventh grade, so I probably had a lot of experience. Yeah, and that's at that stage in life, you're just soaking up new skills like a sponge. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that and, and jacking off were pretty much the only things that I did at that age. Yeah, so try starting wearing contacts in your 30s and then talk to me about how good you are at putting contacts in your eyes and eye drops and all that shit. It's not that easy to learn a new skill at an old age. Do you wear contacts now? Yeah, not all the time, but when I want to ditch the glasses, yeah, I wear them. When you want to be cool, Julian, drop the glasses. Yeah. The other thing that's really nice is my wife has one of those magnifying mirrors with the light ring on it. And so that really helps get your contacts in. Nice. But yeah, it's it's uh, really helped me a lot because it takes me quite a few tries without that 
to get them in there because I have really long eyelashes <laughs> and uh, long eyelashes and contacts don't get along. I'll tell you what. It's funny when guys like you, just like a burly man, have just super long feminine eyelashes because girls would just be like, I love your eyelashes. Just something that you do not give a shit about and that girls would be so jealous of. I've been told that my entire life by girls. I know. I've seen it. And Adam Hobesh. He's got the most beautiful eyelashes you've ever seen. They look like it looks like he gets those fucking extensions. And I've heard hundreds of of women compliment, probably not that many, but a lot of fucking ladies compliment his eyelashes. And I was so jealous growing up. He has beautiful testicles as well. If there's such thing as a testicle model, Adam would be a superstar. Huge nuts. Well, yeah, are, he always had the biggest balls, man. They are. The biggest balls of them all. He's definitely not going to win any penis competitions, but he more than makes up for it with that heavy sack. Who sings that song? Because that should be Adam's theme song. ACDC. Oh, it is an ACDC song. I thought it was, but then I thought it was a band that sounded like ACDC, but wasn't ACDC. No. All right. All right. It's my turn, right? Okay, here we go. This is a life pro tip by Jumping Swan 54 and it's... Once a year, sleep in a different place in your house, like your guest bedroom, family room, couch, etc. You may hear pests, structural issues, or other issues before they become worse. And he gave a little example here. He said in his living room, he slept for a night, and around midnight, he heard sounds of scratching and chewing coming from the roof. It was only audible in that end of the house. And he was so glad that he heard it, and it would have been so much harder to seal up the house if they'd already made their nest in there. This is a tip that I'll never fucking use because I, I'm such a bitch ass when it comes to sleeping and I need everything to be perfect. But for people that don't have trouble sleeping, it seems like a decent idea. Sounds great, Austin. Uh, I think we used that before too. Did we? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. That's turning into you. But it is a good tip. Um, so great to revisit it. But yeah, also for your guest room, you'll be able to tell how comfortable the guest room is and see if it's a place that your guests actually enjoy sleeping or maybe they're just being too polite in the morning by saying they got a good night's sleep when really you got cockroaches crawling on your face. Who knows? Yeah, you clearly haven't done that because your guest room sucks. Oh, I've slept in my guest room many times, Austin. <laughs> no, your guest room is actually very nice. It's just bright in the morning if you go to bed late. Oh, come sleep in my room. We have no curtains. Oh, the dude, that's horrible. The sun is straight in your eyes at six in the morning. Horrible. So it's great for getting shit done, though. I'll tell you that. Although I will say I've been listening to this Andrew Huberman podcast. He's a neuroscientist at Stanford, and he's got a bunch of like just shit to make you live better and healthier and, and whatnot. Everything from like eating to addiction to sleep. And I guess a big part of sleep is your circadian cycle, obviously, but he said a good way to make yourself feel more alert and set your circadian cycle is when you wake up in the morning, go outside and look, <laughs> sounds so stupid. Look at the sun, not like directly into the sun where it hurts your eyes, but like drink your coffee while you're looking towards the sun. Like while you're, you know, just sit in the morning and it has to be like before 9am or something. And depending on what part of the world you are and what time of year it is, it, it takes a certain amount of time. But like here in Arizona or where you are in California, you could probably do it for like five minutes. And I've been doing it and it seems like it helps. I mean, my circadian rhythm is pretty much fucked from work, but 
something to it. And then the same goes for, for bedtime after nine or 10, you know, cut all the lights out. You can wear your blue light glasses or whatever, and then put your phone away. But everyone knows about all that shit. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for that, Austin. Uh, I think we're all going to sleep a little bit better and maybe wake up a little bit better now that we have that knowledge. So this is a brand new tip, unlike Austin using his recycled tips, and it comes from uphill skating or uphill ice skating MF. And I think MF stands for motherfucker. And it is a life pro tip. And it is recently some automated customer service phone lines won't let you speak to a person and insist you talk to the machine like a person instead. If you say nonsense words like meep morph blurp norb over and over, it registers as you need to talk to a person and transfers you. I've been using similar techniques for years. The other thing that works really well is if you just hit zero rapidly over and over and over again. That's what I do. And it will uh, transfer you to a real human being. But it gets so annoying when these AI systems just keep asking you question after question. And especially if they're not like registering what the fuck you're saying and they keep getting it wrong or they're just putting you through endless menus hit five for this hit six for this hit seven for that i'm just like dude shut the fuck up i'm just trying to change my address on my steam account or whatever i'm trying to do i don't know what is it like a sex thing no it's a video game thing you dork oh yeah not everything's revolves around sex austin steam come on it sounds like steam. a it seems like where you'd meet up at bathhouses no, it's it's a game distribution platform that is put on by Valve, and it's the largest PC gaming distribution platform. What's the one where you pay to watch other people play video games? Twitch. <laughs> Man. Uh, you don't actually pay, though. You just watch them, and then there's commercials, and they get paid for people watching them and them then watching the commercial. That customer service runaround is so annoying. That was happening to me so much when I was having issues with my cocks which I, I raved about and ranted about on here. It's driving me nuts. And then I'd finally get through to somebody and they'd be like, this is the wrong department. And I'd be like, this is where you fucking told me. And I, anyways. What's wrong with your cock? I don't need to go into it, but I almost lost my mind. My cock's internet. I don't need to go into it too much. I was spending a lot of money and my internet was out for like two weeks and then it just kept cutting out. Oh. Finally had a dude come out here. I thought you were talking about your cock, not your cock's internet. Oh yeah. Well that too, but I don't know where to get help for that. And I had a dude come out here and it turns out that the lady that lived here before me had, cause she had cable and all this other stuff. So she had all these like diverters and stuff. So basically I was getting like 30% of my internet and the guy's like, yeah, I just took that off and ran it through. And my internet has actually been really good since then. So in the end, once again, I am the asshole. I mean, it would have been nice though. They could have figured that out all the times I was on the phone with them and sent someone out. And finally I was just like, send somebody over, please. I think you owe someone an apology, Austin. I'm sorry, Cox. But still, right. f- fuck you. Oh wow. Sorry. It's it's gonna it's gonna take me a while to get over this one. I was pretty, I was pretty upset. If your internet gets throttled, it's not my fault. I tried to help you. All right, go ahead. <sighs> All right, this is the perfect transition right now, Julian. And it's brought to us. It's a life pro tip brought to us by Impressive Raccoon One. Counter intrusive negative thoughts with positive ones. 
E.g., if you think, what if I'm no good at this new job and get fired? Counter it immediately with, what if I'm good at this new job and stay a long time? Very useful for negative thoughts about appearance and personality, too. You know, just like, what if, like Julian says, what if people laugh at me because I have this giant thing on my lip? Instead, say, what if people think that I'm cool because I have this thing on my lip? I don't know what thing he's talking about, but the only thing on my lip is a big, hairy, sweet stash. Yeah, this is a good tip, I think. I think another thing that helps, too, especially with the new job thing, when you're feeling like frustrated and you don't know what you're doing because you're learning something new, realize that everyone started there and most people are still like just figuring shit out as they go. They may have more knowledge to build on, but everyone's presented with new challenges every day and they're just doing their best to navigate them and figure them out just like you are. So don't feel like, you know, someone who's been there for five years has all this knowledge that you'll never be able to obtain because they were at your point at one point as well and they were able to do it. And so should you, you're probably at least as smart as they are and just stick with it and you'll get there. Yeah. Come on, guys, listen to Julian. And obviously some people are idiots and you're just like, wow, this is taking you way too long. But but it is annoying when somebody who's been working a job for like 10 years is rude to somebody who's new because they make a mistake, you know, experiencing something for the first time. It's like, no, what are you doing? Come on, you fucking idiot. That the fire department is, I guess, good and bad with that. There's so many times when a new guy will get so much shit for making a mistake with something that they've never done before. In some ways, it actually makes you learn faster because you get embarrassed, but it probably also has some negative emotional side effects, I would imagine. And it also doesn't help if you get mad at someone for making an honest mistake because all that's going to do is put fear in them for coming forward with their honest mistake. And instead, you should take him, let them know if how serious it is. If it's serious, you know, don't beat around the bush. But then teach them the right way and and help them navigate through it. And they'll respect you more. And the next time they have a problem, they won't be scared to come to you. If you scare them too much, then they might start hiding things, you know, and, and, and hiding their mistakes, which could make a mistake way worse. So instead, just understand everyone's human. We're all going to make mistakes at some point. We're going to get through this. Now, given there are some mistakes that are unforgivable and things get can really screw things up. So take that with a grain of salt and use your best judgment. But as much best you can, just, uh, you know, accept that people are human and they're going to make mistakes and try to help them improve for next time. Guys, just, just do your best. That's all that Julian and I are asking from you. Like when Julian started working at the restaurant and we were training him, he kept picking his nose and eating his boogers. And, you know, we would try to be nice about it. And then he would say, well, it doesn't say anything about that in my training and getting all defensive. And it ended up being a whole thing. We had to get HR involved, but he was right. It didn't say anything, but eventually he came around. I had never worked in a restaurant. I didn't know you couldn't do that. I'd been doing that my whole life. So it it was just a learning curve. Yeah, it wasn't your fault. You meant well. But this, the counter intrusive negative thoughts, I feel like I've gotten pretty good about this. You know, for example, with my fucked up ankle in the past, I, I used to be a real Debbie Downer. And I don't remember if I talked about this. My memory is getting so bad. I used to make fun of you for forgetting things. And now I can't remember shit. But 
as you know, Julian, I used to be very negative and I would always kind of look on the, on the dark side of things. I would always, you know, or I'd always suspect that something was going to go wrong or whatever it may be. And you and Jake and Guy mostly shamed me by every time I was negative, you'd call me a Debbie Downer. So I would hesitate to be negative. And then over years, it kind of actually worked and made me a more positive person. So, you know, shame is very useful for me. And it works for losing weight as well. When someone makes fun of me for being fat repeatedly, that helps me eat less sometimes. And, and shame can be a, a very powerful tool. That's awesome to hear. Another thing that really helps, and it sounds funny, but it's a great song and it always puts a little smile on my face, is that song by Monty Python, Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. Do you know that song? Uh, no, I don't. Why don't you sing it for us? Always look on the bright side of life. <whistles> Always look on the bright side of life. <whistles> it comes from the movie Life of Brian, which is a uh, satire of the life of Jesus. And at the end, when they're all being crucified, he's all pissed off because he's on a crucifix. And the guy next to him's like start singing that song and then everyone on the crucifix is start singing the song together <laughs> and it's hilarious that's actually pretty good it's a really good movie if you've never seen it one of the best uh comedies out there and it really holds up to this day you know some comedies don't age well that one ages very well yeah i'm ashamed to say i haven't really seen many monty python movies well there's only th- three movies so oh didn't they have like a show or like sketches or something or was that it yeah the flying circus also oh. also amazing but i think their movies are a little bit better than the show just because they're more consistent but let's next time we get together we'll watch them they're hilarious okay and i want to tell one more debbie downer story and then i'll stop talking god damn it austin we're almost we're over an hour i know we almost made blabbing. it you haven't talked enough but when i think jake learned that I think he like subconsciously realized that calling me a Debbie Downer would help him get things to work in his favor. Did I talk about this? No, I think I did. Fuck. God, Anyways. So geriatric. I know. I'll just cut it out if I did. When he came to visit me in San Diego last week or <laughs> a couple months ago, he wanted to go to SeaWorld. And I really feel like I talked about this. But neither one of us can be trusted. I'll just tell it and I'll cut it out. But we're like, what are we going to do? He's like, let's go to SeaWorld. And I'd be like, that sounds horrible. And he's like, you're such a fucking Debbie Downer. I was like, that doesn't count when you were talking about SeaWorld. SeaWorld, you want two grown men to go to SeaWorld in August on a Saturday. He's like, you can't call me a Debbie Downer. You are the one who's wrong here. That sounds fucking terrible. And no one should ever go to SeaWorld because it's a piece of shit. And they keep very intelligent sea mammals in confined cages and torture them for the amusement of humans. So fuck SeaWorld. And no, you shouldn't go to SeaWorld because they're an awful organization. I tried to use that. I was like, hey, man, have you seen Blackfish? And he was like, shut up. Really? <laughs> I would have. <laughs> yeah, but I Julian, come on. Like, I just feel like that's there's a lot of hypocrisy in people talking shit about SeaWorld because do you eat meat? Yeah, but I'm not keeping my meat in a tiny little pool and torturing it for the rest of its life. Yeah, but they keep them in cages and pigs are treated fucking horribly and live torturous lives until they're murdered for you to eat bacon. 
That's true. So touche. You know what are you gonna do? But I'm not gonna go to SeaWorld. I feel like you have to be a vegetarian or vegan to be able to really talk shit about SeaWorld. And I guess I'm not going there. <laughs> yeah, I was actually happy that movie gave me an excuse not to go there. And it is sad, don't get me wrong, but I I think uh, I've heard that obviously that blackfish thing had some huge repercussions for them. And I think now they're not taking in any more new animals or whales at least, and they're just keeping the ones that they have because they can't release them back into the wild or or else they would die. So I guess SeaWorld's gotten their act together. No, they haven't until all their intelligent mammals are no longer in captivity. And I, I agree, they can't release them to the wild, but they should build, they should be forced by law to build the best habitat that they can for them so they can live the rest of their lives in at least some sort of pleasure. You know that they actually wear their teeth out by gnawing on the sides of their tanks because they're so stressed out. And so if you look at a lot of captive whales, their teeth are flat really? instead of spiked because they're so stretched. They're just gnawing on the sides of the tank trying to like, rid of the stress they're under and it's fucking awful man yeah that is actually pretty sad yeah it's really sad their flopped over dorsal fin is just the saddest thing that clip from blackfish came onto reddit the other day where the whale grabbed the trainer and and dragged him all the way down to the bottom of the tank and was like toying with him did you see that i never was able to bring myself to watch Dude, blackfish. you should no just I you can't. should watch this clip on reddit the whale they're like finishing the show and the last show of the day and the whale grabs the trainer, like bites his ankle and takes him all the way down to the bottom of the tank and then holds him there for a little while and then lets him go up briefly and then grabs him, takes him down again. And the trainer was so fucking cool, man. He got up and he was just super calm. The whale had his fucking ankle in his mouth. And when he got to the top, he just like started doing his breathing exercises to get his CO2 back or whatever. And he's just petting the whale calmly petting it and then boop and then it goes back under it happens several times and the whole time dude was just super calm and cool about it and then finally got his ankle out and then just starts busting ass to the side of the the tank when he let go and then they and then when he gets away a little bit the whale starts going after him and they put some net up and anyways he just gets out in, in a nick of time but as sad as it all is it, it was pretty impressive to see what a badass that guy was like how how impressive his training was all right well, that sounds pretty impressive. I'll look it up. <laughs> you don't sound I can't very bring myself to watch. Impressed. I am impressed. I just that movie like breaks my heart just reading the synopsis of it. I know. I can't watch any of that shit, man. Like when they have the factory farm movies, I'm like I should watch this, but it just it's so horrible. And I can't even watch Planet Earth when they show like a polar bear starving to death. It's it's fucking horrible and it's part of nature, but it's it's even sadder when it's like caused well, by it's global not warming. Part of nature. Well, well, we yeah. fucked up nature. Right. So but you know. that polar bear be fine if it wasn't for our selfish acts. But as a whole, nature is pretty fucked up. You know, there's that nature is metal subreddit. And oh, yeah. that shit is fucked up, man. Nature is oh, I know. very, very brutal. It is definitely natural selection is a wild beast. But uh, anyway, can we get lab grown meat already? So I don't have to feel guilty every time I eat a hamburger. I just want that. Um, by the way, Lisa texted me right before the show started and let me know that there is a guest on Joe Rogan. Shout out to Joe Rogan. He, he's uh, one of our sponsors now. And it is episode. Give me a second. 
1670 with David Sinclair, and he's talking about exercise in a pill, something I've been talking about for years. Someone else is talking about it too, so I'm not the only one out there. So I'm going to give that a listen. I'm going to give a full report next week. You should do the same thing, Austin, because you always make fun of me about it, but it, they are working on it. Yeah, but is it going to come out in our fucking lifetime? It's like they've been talking about an AIDS, HIV vaccine. They've been talking about male birth control forever, and they're just like, it's coming around the corner, and they've been saying well, that for what, 20 Austin, years. guess what, Austin? Guess what the next thing they're targeting with the mRNA vaccines? HIV vaccine? And cancer. Man, that would be insane. Yeah. Well, no one thought they could get a vaccine for COVID so quick, and look at us now, bitch. Let's do it, guys. Come on. Let's put our heads together and, and do this. We're in a unprecedented time. Yeah, we need lab-grown meat, exercise in a pill, and vaccines for cancer and HIV and every other deadly disease there is out there. Heart disease, strokes, you name it. Let's get it. Let's get let's get preventative medicine to where it needs to be. And we need to increase improve our technology with torn Achilles tendons. Definitely. Let's kind of let's try to get that recovery time down to one month. That would be helpful can we get the wolverine recovery time i want wolverine recovery time oh god that would be so great it would be all right well i think we've reached our limit so austin why don't you nibble the crumbs out of my beard (laughs) while everybody else i give you a big old hug and kiss oh julian love you so much oh austin just go fuck yourself already (laughs) thanks for listening guys yeah shoot us an email at aol which is our, our email provider and our actual email address is just the tips podcast at aol.com instagram is just the tips podcast wait is, hey, what julian, is our julian i gotta ask you this when you made the instagram why didn't you just make it the same as the aol why didn't you make it just the tips pod you had to make it different it was already taken i think no it wasn't pretty sure it was yeah, you probably you could be right. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it was. All right, so just the tips podcast at aol.com. No, just the tips pod at aol.com. Just the tips podcast at Instagram. Instagram, whatever. Yeah, Austin, you should take over that part of it. You're better at it. I'll do the intro. It's coming soon. Got a hot Facebook page, guys. Coming up. I'll do the intro. You do the outro. All right, you guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, See you next week. Bye. And now I eyeball Subarus, and I'm like, oh, that thing's pretty sweet. And the thing just takes off 28 miles an hour, flying. And you can go up the hills, like, they're nothing. Hiking gear looks cool. I guess the crotch wasn't long enough. Yeah, I'm dripping. Nailing it. Tilting their glasses down, looking at me when I was walking by. They make you feel like Superman. You know what's really good for that? Those pickles. You gotta eat a couple pickles. Good brand of pickles. Some mass-produced pickles. But I like a nice snap in my pickle. Pickle that has that snap in it. I'd love to find a high quality store-bought pickles i love a good pickle those things are so fucking good were you around in my pickle inspector days pickle inspector let's see them buzz and they'd give me pick and then i would just see how many pickles i could eat first good pickles some company that sells them pickles and they're like they're also really passionate about the pickles they sell and i could see your lips quivering i'm fucked in terms of how far i'm actually willing to go before i start suffering that's a good place to meet guys dude great place to meet guys bullseye every time that julian over there is just doing a great job of bagging those groceries he has so much enthusiasm and he has beautiful testicles as well meep morph blurp norb
motherfucker. Well, yeah, he always had the biggest balls, man. Fully detached. And I was like, man, this is gonna change my life. There's such thing as a testicle model. Uh, you don't actually pay, though. You just watch them, and then they get paid for people watching them. What's wrong with your cock? Send somebody over, please. No, don't beat around the bush. We're gonna get through this. A peg leg with rubber on the bottom. The deal is, the crotch was, he's all pissed off because he's on a crucifix. Like, bites his ankle. Fucking ankle in his mouth. Thing. We had to get HR involved. Really? Fuck SeaWorld.